The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Ken, it looks like you survived another adventure on the moon of Endor and did not get eaten by the Ewoks. Hey, I got to keep doing those smuggler supply runs at least once a year, whether they need it or not. Fair, fair. So I'm still actually trying to catch up on everything else. I've, I was gone for it took me an entire week to get there and back. Endor's farther out than people expect. <laughs> it is part of the outer rim. Mm-hmm. So, how about you, Derek? The holiday is kind of squirrely out that far. True. How about you, Derek? How are you doing? Uh, See, so you have uh, made some plans for your trip to Batu. Yes. Working on it. So, you got uh, what, a little rise, resistance happening, and Savi's. Yep. yep. Got my lightsaber equipment all set up. What about Ogus? Uh, not yet. Are they are they open like open open or just like it's they're open open but it's reservations. But they they're open for like food and stuff. Uh, it, it's more drinks than food. I mean, they have some food. Uh, oh, okay. It, it's more snacky food. It's nice. um, like a chips and dip, which they call bot, uh, Batu bites or uh, something else. I forgot what the other's called. It's just there Monday night. <laughs> um. <laughs> They have something else, which is like a, a mean cheese board, almost like a charcuterie board mm. type thing. And that's about it. Uh, the chips and dips is like 15 bucks. The charcuterie board is like 22 bucks. Um, but like I mentioned to you, if you haven't gotten your reservations yet um, or you're needing help, contact Cole Davis. Uh, yes. She is the spouse of Jeff Davis over on DW60, which you can hear here on the uh, Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective. And of course, over on Sorcerer Radio as well. Um, 
and she is a uh, a certified Disney travel agent as well. So since you have reservations, whatnot, uh, she can help you get those tickets, get those reservations. Sometimes she has access that we don't get. And I'm even talking to me as a cast member. Cool. I don't get. So, <laughs> but uh, the reason why I say I was there um, Monday night is they did the uh, cast member iridescent evenings. Uh, I think we talked about it. They did. Uh, it's five night. It was Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Studios each have five nights that you could choose from to go partake in. Uh, Melissa and I chose Studios, and our night was August 8th. Of course, this was before I knew I was going to be having surgery. <laughs> um, but thankfully, while still out on medical leave, I'm, I was allowed to partake. And uh, we went because we, we chose Studios because, one, we had never seen Atu lit up at night. And if you check out the Facebook, my Facebook page, um, I got we got some good pictures. And we finally got back into August for the yes. first time in three years. Last time I, I've only been to August twice. Last time was during cast previews. Mm-hmm. But we uh, we went we were able to get into the park a little earlier. Uh, something that Disney allowed, and since they're running giving cast members a really good discount on merch for the month of August, we did some shopping, and uh, I had some birthday money, and uh, did some birthday shopping. So sweatshirt I'm wearing right now, it's a Droid Builder sweatshirt picked up at Droid Depot. Uh, got the Black Series creature set to just drop that day, and the uh, Droid Depot droid set, three and three quarter inch figure droid set that we were talking about uh, with Heroes of the Halcyon a couple weeks ago. Um, also, too, uh, I had sold some some hockey gear, extra hockey gear that I don't use anymore, and got myself a Legacy Saber because I couldn't get into Savi's. No reservations, even last minute. Uh. Yeah, really wanted to build the saber, but um, got myself a legacy saber and and blade, and even bought the the pouch, which you'll get you'll get a, a carry sleeve or they call it a sleeve lightsaber sleeve. You'll get one when you do Savi's, hopefully, <laughs> as long as they don't run it out. Like we talked about that one time where they ran out and they were giving everyone plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be there was quite a bit. Uh, if you don't get one from them, buy one from Doc Ondar's. Uh, difference is the one in Doc Ondar's is a dark gray. Uh, the one you get from Savi's, which will have the Savi's logo on it, is all black uh, with white graphics. But I'll show you guys the saber. Oh, nice case, by the way. The legacy. It, it comes in what almost looks like a kyber crystal case. Cool. I'm not going to take it out, but hopefully you guys can see it. Uh, a little blurry. A little blurry. Hold on. <laughs> it's because my background's there. Nice. Very nice. Actually, I will be right back. Give me just a moment. I got to show you guys something I had from my trip. So, yeah, I picked up Plocoons. Really like it. Very nice. And uh, as Ken's coming back, I have to tell you guys when he gets back what wife and daughter bought for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. So, yeah, I'm a little jealous you're, you're building a saber. I really wanted to, but opportunity still had the money opportunity to buy a legacy so got the legacy i really wanted. perhaps one day you'll be able to buy to build your own yes oh i will (laughs) i I bought this right before my trip and it looks remarkably like a lightsaber don't it it does yeah this it's a 14 i found it at a sheets gas station up here it's a 14 in one multi-tool for camping and stuff you got flashlight on the end a laser. Um, it's got a bottle opener and stuff on the end there. But you flip it over. It's got magnet on the side to hold it. An actual D ring like a lightsaber on the end. 
Oh, wow. But you close that down, hit unlock, and it's also a lighter. A butane lighter for like yeah. um, for whatever you need. I use it's great for like lighting the candles and lighting fire, but it, and it has like a belt clip holder on the side. It felt looks and feels like a lightsaber, but it's like a huge multi tool thing. You know, it is cool. That would be a cool accessory to add to a cosplay as a smuggler's tool. Yeah. Yeah, with the I tell, torch. I this and a uh, pot and just a standard pocket knife is all I needed all week. Wow. Like I said, I mean, that that almost looks like it, it would be that multi-tool Star Wars multi-tool that a smuggler mm-hmm. or scoundrel or scavenger would, I mean, would have. The battery or the, um, the flashlights and stuff are all USB powered. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's perfect cosplay accessory. Mm-hmm. Add-on accessory. And it's, it's all metal and stuff, so it feels like an actual lightsaber. I mean, this thing was awesome. Uh, At some point, I'm going to have to, um, I don't have the packaging for this one, so I'm going to have to get some pictures of it so that we can post them up and show everybody what this thing is. Yeah. So, I'm almost in like the Ohio area. I got this just sitting beside the register at a Sheets, just a gas station. How expensive was it? 15 bucks. Let me send you 15 bucks. Mm hmm. I got to find it again. I found it earlier this summer. I don't even know. I don't know if they're still there or if they're, I guess they'll find them. The other question is, would you actually get into a convention with them? I don't know. But uh, it's a butane lighter, so you could probably let the all the fuel out of it, and they probably would, the only thing they would have a problem with would maybe the um, laser pointer on it. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it's laser pointer. You hit the other button; it's just a flashlight. Yeah, and you, you probably can see possibly here. I don't know. Wait, let me go over here. You can see where the, it comes out of right beside where the flashlight is. Yeah. Unless you really trigger the butane torch, they would never know. And that, there's actually a lock on it here. You can see there's a small lock button right here. So you got, in order to actually turn it on, you got to flip the lock over and then press up on the. Yeah. So it actually locks out. That's cool. So you can't accidentally bump it. That's cool. So, oh, oh the other one is since it's magnetic on the side, you can. Oh, that's cool. So turn the light to you can turn the light to the side and just like stick it on a post somewhere and have yep. a, spot, a short spotlight. The light is not as bright as I'd like it to be because I have some LED flashlights that are really bright, but it's still um, cool for what this is. Yeah, very cool. So I know it's not Star Wars, but it looks Star Wars. Hey, we we turned <laughs> it into Star Wars, like we said. You know, that's right. Smuggler outfit, great cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of smuggler. My wife and daughter got me for my birthday. Actually, wife picked it out and said, this is from your daughter and I. So Melissa got it for me. Uh, Melissa and Zoe got it for my, for my birthday. Uh, I have, we, we talked about the uh, Camtanos that they sell in the park and where that $5,000 drink on the Disney Wish is served in. <laughs> I have one now. Awesome. It's, it's cool. Does it open up so you can put stuff in it? Yes. You can even program your own combo code for it. Oh, nice. So I have already reprogrammed the code from the default to my own. One of the first toy lightsabers I bought when they were put out the really cool electronic ones back like 20, 15 years ago or something yeah. actually had, um, it was like a training lightsaber or something, but it had actually a code you'd have to put in so that you could activate your lightsaber with your code. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's still downstairs. I just don't have, um, I don't have any batteries in it. 
my oldest lightsaber is an old master's replica um darth vader saber of course it, it's a uh, the blade is, is fixed you you can't remove it but i i've seen people with kits where you could uh i'm not going i don't know i may i may see about doing it doing doing the conversion kit so i can so i could display the the hilt um but no it's it's a uh, i mean that's a nice saber too to have that's, that's the only reason why i mean they had vader available uh, at the parks, but I'm like, if I got a Vader, I don't want it. Um, I could have gotten Cal Kestis, but I, I've seen a lot of the Cal Kestis ones from the park. And it's like, eh, um, I didn't want the Savage, or not Savage, I didn't want the uh, Asajj Ventress Reforged, um, even though it was limited edition. They had her actual saber, I would probably would have grabbed it, or I would have grabbed Dooku's. Um, but uh, they had uh, Luminara's, which was limited edition. Uh, I chose not to get it. Um, only because you know they had Plo, you know Plo Koon, and uh, took advantage of getting, getting Plo. So I've always liked Plo Koons. So um, now I have to get a lightsaber uh, belt clip for it, so I could actually wear it. Which is the cool part. The clip. Uh, you all have to think about this too, Derek. Uh, you could actually buy a belt clip and wear the the hilt part on your on your belt. Mm. Whether it's a D, and it's a combo. Uh, the the clip will. The, the Kovatek wheel or uh, D-ring clip. So it's got the hook to put your D-ring or uh, or you can slide in your the, the Kovatek wheel, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it has some cool stuff. Um, Want to say, as we're recording, happy birthday to a, a guest we've had on the show, Bonnie Peace. It's her birthday. Oh, cool. Happy birthday, Bonnie. So, again, happy birthday. Everybody's and, favorite aunt from the Star Wars universe. Yes. So, uh, start off the night. I know. Big recap. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, Funko Pop and Lego event calendars for Star Wars, Marvel, Harry Potter, and more. We're only going to talk about the Star Wars event calendars. Uh, the Funko Pop event calendar um, is uh, the max figure height for each one is going to be two and a half inches. So these are going to be the minis. Is that right? Or 2.1 inches. Yeah, it should be the minis. Should be. Uh, Tis the season to be Jedi or Sith, you choose. Uh, Whether you feel naughty or nice, the the Funko Advent Calendar will help you count down the holiday season. Uh, Each collectible brings a festive twist to their typical look, making these galactic heroes and villains a fine addition to your holiday decor. Uh, They are the Pocket Pop collectibles, which I have a couple Pocket Pop keychains. I have an Ant-Man Wasp Pocket Pop. Uh, And the the heights uh, vary depending on the character. Uh, maximum figure height is 2.1 inches. Uh, cool. They don't say who is in it, but... Surprise. Uh, teaser on the box shows a all-red Vader, uh, Leia in a blue snowflake dress, uh, a stormtrooper snowman, um, and it looks like Luke wearing a green tunic, red pants, and holding a candy cane. So I don't know if the... Uh, and then they're showing the pictures and um, like for the dates, the calendar, it's there's a Mandalore, uh, looks like Boba Fett, then the Imperial Cog, then the Adat, um, then Snowflake, then Stormtrooper, then the Rebel Alliance logo, then just a gray box with snowflakes in it. Um, I don't think there's rhyme or reason to pictures because there's two Vaders and I don't think you're going to get two Vaders. There's two uh, Fets. You could get a Mandalorian. I mean, you could get two different Mandalorians. But uh, this is available on Amazon, uh, Walmart, Entertainment Earth for sixty bucks. Actually, at Walmart, it's only forty-five bucks. Is it? Mm-hmm. Forty-five I'm bucks. Looking at it now. 
Very cool. Uh, Entertainment Earth has it for what? 60? No, 50 bucks. Why is Amazon selling it for 59.99? Probably because that's the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Uh, I'm sure they'll price match shortly. Yeah. Once it's actually available and start shipping. Uh, and of course, with Funko, they're doing Marvel, Harry Potter, and Disney. Well, yeah, they're going to do every property they have if they can. Or the other themes. Uh, Lego, uh, the Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. Um, wow, Lego Shop, 60 bucks for this this year. That has gone up in price. That's like 20 bucks an increase. I did hear somewhere they were that Lego was raising their prices. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big increase. Mm-hmm. The last few years has been... Uh, 40 bucks for Lego, Harry Potter, Marvel, and then uh, 30 bucks for City and Friends. So, wow, 60 bucks. But uh, this year's um, is uh, eight Lego Star Wars characters, including C3PO and R2D2 Christmas jumpers, <laughs> decorated with each other's portraits, a gonk droid dressed as Santa, and Darth Vader in a summer outfit, in his summer outfit from Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, which is a cool show. I would talk about it, but you guys haven't seen it, so we'll wait until you guys have seen it. Um, Some other stuff you build on this look is really cool, too. Like They actually have... Um, they have a frame and, and um, Luke from the uh, Hoth, where you actually hang Luke from the ceiling. Yes, which which would be a great piece to add to your uh, to a Hoth playset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ten vehicle builds. Uh, you have a Republic gunship, droid, tri fighter, uh, the Ark one seventy starfighter, Bad Batch shuttle, Luke's land speeder again, but it's a different variation to what's been done in the past and what I have the keychain for. Uh, the V thirty five land speeder. Okay, that's that's the white that's in the picture above. Um, a B wing, which I believe this is the first time the B wings in, been included in the set, and a tie interceptor and a hot and a Hoth ATST. What's the difference between the Hoth version and a? Hang on, let me look. I don't think there is a difference, especially at this scale. It's like what what's the difference between a a Hoth at at and an indoor at at at? Nothing really. The Hoth ones don't go down to Ewoks. I don't know. <laughs> Quite possible. Um, there's six other mini builds: a moisture evaporator, which is cool, a beach scene, an ammo rack, one every every set, a Hoth defense turret, a Hoth laser cannon, and the Wampa Cave. There, there is not. Uh, let's see, going to Lego's website, so I know they have a full list of the minifigs. Um, see, like the beach scene is Vader. It's Vader's castle, but it's the sand castle. Uh, the minifigs. You have a clone, uh, phase one clone with the yellow. Uh, a, I don't, I think it's a sergeant, clone sergeant. Uh, C3PO with R2 jumper. Uh, Luke in Hoth. Uh, Vader in his summer vacation outfit with swim fins. A snow trooper. Uh, R2 with a C3PO jumper. A Santa gonk droid and a battle droid, which is all pretty cool. So, yeah, that's all pretty cool. Um, and these will be available September 1st. That's when Lego traditionally drops their, uh, event count. And of course, Lego this year is doing, uh, Harry Potter and City and Friends. I am surprised they are not doing the Marvel one this year. The Marvel one actually sold pretty good. Maybe it's, maybe they are. Maybe it's just not in this story for some reason. I, I've seen like four or five stories about the about the Lego with previews of the Lego advent calendars. Marvel's not listed one. And it's not even listed on the site. Hmm. 
So I thought mm-hmm. I thought it sold well. I'm surprised there isn't a DC Heroes uh, Advent Calendar as well. Yeah. So, but uh, so yeah, that's the Advent Calendars. I'm, I'm kind of actually looking forward to the, uh, the Star Wars Lego one again. We traditionally get the Lego and the Harry Potter. Uh, Zoe definitely wants the Harry Potter one again. Uh, she likes collecting some of the Lego Star Wars stuff, uh, but she's been more Lego uh, Harry Potter. It's been more of her interest in build-wise, which is fine. I've been doing Star Wars and Marvel only because I haven't seen uh, anywhere any of the DC stuff that's had Riddler. And I know they've had some out there and I just haven't been able to buy online yet. But to continue on, or what, actually, before I continue on, what about you guys? Any of these two sets, Star Wars-wise, interest you? Both of them interest me. I don't know if I'm going to... I've never really got the advent calendars, so... Yeah, me either. But I kind of like the Funko one. Yeah. I... I don't know. I mean, for me, I would love to do the Funko. It's just I I know what's going to happen with those. Those will end up going into, you know, open them up for the year and then they'll go in our holiday bin, our Christmas bin, and then they'll come out the next year and get added into the Christmas tree, which would be cool. But I, I don't know if 40, well, 45 bucks is worth it for 24. The pocket pops. That, I mean, price-wise, that's not too bad. What they go for? Yeah, I, I get it. I don't. I'm even, kind of the. Uh, that's why I haven't really done the advent calendars. Because I just, you know, the, the Christmas theme, so I wouldn't have them on display all year. Well, the, the Lego ones as, as bad, but okay. So with the Funko Pop, if you buy it through Walmart or Entertainment Earth, which is around that forty-five dollar mark, makes each pop uh, cost the cost of each pop about a dollar eighty-eight. A pop. Oh. So value wise, yeah. Considering the yeah, really. considering the pocket pop keychains typically run what point five to eight bucks. Mm-hmm. So value wise, it's not a bad deal. Yeah, really. Uh I mean with Lego, I mean they don't they don't tell you um how many pieces are in that set, but the minifigs, you know, a couple of them are are good to use year round. Obviously, uh mm. The Santa Gonk, the the Vader, the C3PO, and the R2 are going to be, you know, like a specialty display for the variation or for the variant. But the the, the mini vehicles, the the mini scenes. I mean, mini vehicles we tend to put it we we put in the tree and they become like sit on the, sit on the tree branches intermixed with the uh, with the ornaments. Mm. Um, but the other you know the stuff where it's the scenes. I mean, we've like one year they did the uh, like a mini Starlight pit. We're like we'll add that to our uh, Tatooine desert planet scene that we want to do that will incorporate a little bit of uh, Tatooine and or Navarro with uh, some of the a New Hope. Or Return of the Jedi Tatooine scene figures and um, Mandalorian figures, and throw the the bar, you know, the cantina in with it, and some of the other stuff. I mean, who, who's to say that there's not a Jawa feeding a baby Sarlacc in the middle of the town, or the <laughs> or the Sarlacc's the trash pit for the for the cantina? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, some some of the pieces could be great for whatever dioramas or whatnot you're you're building with the with the set. Um, and then Fantasy Flight has announced a new uh, tabletop game. It is a Star Wars deck building game that will release in 2023. Uh, it's being designed by Caleb Grace, 
who's one of the lead designers of Marvel Champions, the card game, and Lord of the Rings, the card game. Uh, no other details were provided about the game other than it will be a competitive player versus player style game as opposed to a co-op style card game. Uh, you can check out the release trailer image on comicbook.com. It shows Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader squaring off. And yeah, the, um, we were actually playing a deck builder game last week while we were out in the middle of um, the woods there. And, um, but it was one of the co-op style. It was um, Upper Deck it does, has a legendary system they use. Yeah. And I had the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, cool. That one was fun. But I also have the DC Deck Builder game, which is a player versus player style game. Okay. You basically get a, ba- a, a straight set. And as you buy cards to make your deck stronger, the, every time you reshuffle, you get a better deck. Very cool. Yeah, games like this, I just don't do enough of. Probably should yeah. now that it's always getting Me. older. We um, also have the Resident Evil one, which um, looks really fun. We just haven't had time. See, I still have uh, Star Wars X-Wing, the, the beginner set, which Zoe and I could play against each other. But I eventually want to add more ships to have her pick ships she wants. And then we could really yeah. just go to town, have some fun. You know what you'd have fun with her with? Look for the Funko board games. She, uh, we usually theme um, Hanukkah, where Hanukkah is a, a common theme. Mm-hmm. For the for the eight days, and she's requested Funko this year. Yeah, because the Funko games, I have the um the DC Funko, which the first one was um it comes with four mini pops as your actual playing figures. Yep, the pocket and, pops. Um, yeah, the first set, huh? The pocket pops. Yeah, kind of. They're a little bit bigger than that, but um the first set was the um, hero team is Batman and Batgirl, and then you had um Joker and Harley Quinn. Oh, cool. But the first expansion comes is Catwoman and Robin. Then they put out another DC expansion. It was Catwoman and Cheetah. Each of them come with a new player board within more scenarios to play. And it's basically like a miniatures game. And you can also mix DC with Harry Potter yes. or Star Wars or Disney. Yeah. All the Funko uh, board games all have the exact same rules. So you can use any scenario from any of them with any of the characters. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of getting whatever the current uh, Harry Potter one is for. Typically, the, we do it uh, the eighth day is the bigger present or, or the, the night with if it's one gift a night, then the last night has the most gifts. Yeah. So, uh, right. We, we may do the build up for that. Uh, she's already made a list of what pop she wants. <laughs> Thanks. See if I can find these. Mm-hmm. So um, now on one level, the news that Fantasy Flight Games is making a Star Wars card game is not much of a surprise. Uh, this is our most of these articles. Well, the rest of these articles are from comicbook.com tonight. Um, at one point, uh, FFG was the premier maker of Star Wars tabletop games, although some of its bigger sellers were transferred to different as Modi owned game studios over the past few years. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games has leaned more heavily on its card game portfolio. Uh, both Arkham Horror, the card game, and Marvel Champions uh, remain the best sellers. That's interesting because Fantasy Flight basically, last, if I remember right, built their company on. Um, role-playing games and um the miniatures like the um x-wing and armada and things like that yeah which i want to say they still do stuff for x-wing or have they sold that they may have sold that off i don't know because i remember um sure star wars legion was an awesome um looking game and it came with all the mini figure mini characters that you could paint up and it was a minis game yeah products let's look at star wars shall we uh they got star wars outer rim 
Star Wars Imperial Assault, Star Wars Rebellion, Star Wars Destiny, which we had um, the host from iRebel on who covered mm-hmm. Destiny. Uh, the, this doesn't always mean that these games are um, being currently produced. Yeah, it could these, be, these are what, what, they, games also. what they had, yeah. Uh, Empire vs. Mm-hmm. Rebellion, Star Wars the Card Game, and Star Wars Dice App. I have a bunch of Star Wars the Card Game. I've just never sat down and played it. Oh, I used a bunch of those. I used to play that one all the time I, back in the day. Yeah, back in the um, the living card game, they called it. Yeah. You don't buy them in packs. You yeah. actually buy packs to add to your collection and build out of the what they already have. I have a Star yeah. Wars card game that is uh, based from uh, Phantom Menace. Yes, they met, they put out a um, there was a short run collectible card game that they put out for it. Yeah. And I, I still have a whole bunch of the um, way back in ni- in the mid '90s Decipher games that put out the um, Star Wars collectible card game. It was kind of ba- yep. It was their t- trial to um, make a Star Wars Magic the Gathering, basically. Okay. So I still have a bunch of cards from that. I, I also have Decipher. To also got Star Trek. What was that, Derek? So I used to love that game too. Yeah, that's what got me into gaming. Really, was the Star Trek one. Mm, then I discovered Magic was all downhill. Yeah. I first got into uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and then eventually into Advanced Dungeons and Dragons AD and D. Back when there were two variate, two different separations, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand. I kind of still don't understand what the difference was between Dungeons and Dragons and Advanced Dungeons and Dragons when the rules were pretty much the same. I didn't see any differentiations between the rules. It depended on, if I remember, it all depended on your DM and how yeah. it, how oh, detailed man. he wanted to get. Yeah. There was a lot more options and stuff in AD&D than there was in regular original. Uh, but I also... More on the DM and planning side than it was on the actual player side. Um, then I also played, uh, briefly, was it Star Command? That oh, was, yeah. I remember Star the video Jump- game of Star Command. Or, uh, Whatever their sci-fi version of D and D was. Oh, um, they're putting out one now that I think it's called Spelljammer or something like that. Yeah, Spelljammer was one. I think it was Starjammer. Maybe yeah, that's Starjammer. It. Yeah. Okay, because because the newest version of D and D is um, in the process of putting out a couple new books for that. And then we never. I never played it, but I I did see the the players' books for it. Um, the one set in the West, in the old West. Oh, uh, okay. Was just pretty cool. There was all kinds of um, role playing games, and there still is. There's hundreds and hundreds of role playing games out there. Yeah. Well, we like. Mm-hmm. I have a um, a friend who just put out a new role playing game that I should be getting in the mail in the next week sometime called Goblonia. Oh, cool! And you're basically playing a bunch of goblins in a world of goblins and fairies and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, there there and was system. He doesn't use dice. If I remember it, this one is running his blackjack system. For making decisions and stuff, you're playing blackjack against other players. Oh wow! Well, Ooh, there, I like that. There was there was a Star Wars role playing game as well. Oh, there's been uh, there there's yeah. always been a Star Wars role playing game. Like I have a bunch of the original West End games ones for that started in the 80s, uh, end of the 90s, end mm-hmm. of the early 2000s. Wizards of the Coast picked it up and used the D the D and D D20 system to made a Star Wars game. And then Fantasy Flight picked up the license, and that's last I heard. That's where it was. I'm not sure who has gotcha. it now. Yeah, Fantasy Flight created it was a D20 style system, but you had to use their dice. Yeah, you still used all the same shape dice and all the polyhedral dice, but the symbols are different, and the different symbols would do different things. Yeah, yeah. Like your hit dice was um, three of one symbol, two of another, and one blank or something like that. So. 
the concept for anybody playing like a, that came off of like a D and D or something like that got the concept right. You just had to get the um, have the right dice. Right. I actually have. I have the bunch of the West End. I have the core rulebook for the um, Wizards one. I don't think I have any of the Fantasy Flight. Well, we know Gen Con has come and gone. Uh, there wasn't yes. much more mentioned there. Um, all we know is the game's coming out in 2023. Nice. So um, I expect Gen Con at some point. We went a couple years ago. I think I may have fun going to Gen Con. Let's try it once. It's kind of overwhelming. I've been celebration. Celebration is overwhelming. Yeah. Well, the year I went, um, Upper Deck was putting out the um, Big Trouble in Little China legendary oh, wow. card game. Oh, wow. So they actually had Porkchop Express sitting there on the game floor. Um, the, the actual semi painted up as the Porkchop Express. And then uh, hooked up right to the side of it was like Wang's um, Chinese restaurant. <laughs> all that's part of the display to sell for the new game. Wow. Well, so they go all out at that show. Uh, let's hit one of the big things that came out. Uh, new trailer for Star Wars Andor. Yes. So a lot. So Andor is uh in the news quite a bit. Um, one of the biggest things again, we're seeing a lot of clone, uh, Phase One clones, clone armor in uh in Andor, and we know this is taking place 15 years after Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So we know the face, the the new stormtrooper armor, not the clone trooper armor, was already coming out around that time. Yeah. So depends on where you're at in the galaxy. This is true too, because I, I think it was in Rebels that they were talking about the new uh, new armor coming out with that with the new yeah. stormtroopers. I had to stop myself because I started this trailer and I'm not, I wasn't even six seconds in and I'm already nitpicking and I'm like, wait, stop, 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 just enjoy it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guy who walks up with the, holding the machine gun. That looks too real world. <laughs> okay. Six seconds into this trailer, and then you'll see which one I'm talking about. He walks up holding. It looks like just a regular machine gun you'd see anywhere in the on our planet. <laughs> and yet, there's similar things in the movies as well, even going back to the original trilogy. I know. And it's more that those weapons are from World War One, World War Two era with some slight cosmetic changes to them and we don't say a word but here's something that we that's more regular and we'll nitpick it because i've seen that comment with others as well well about that specific gun yes yeah uh because that was people were complaining about that with the first trailer but um disney plus confirms release schedule so episodes one two and three release wednesday september 21st that's gonna be sweet uh, episode four on the 28th of September. So five, October 5th, six, October 12th, seventh, October 19th, eight, October 26th. Oh, wait, there's more. Episode nine, November 2nd. Episode 10, November 9th. Episode 11, November 16th. Episode 12, November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. It's nice to see this getting yeah. a little bit longer, 12 episode season. Yes. Uh, unlike other shows that are in the works from Lucasfilm, this prequel series is already confirmed to only be two seasons long in total. Uh, first season will deliver 12 episodes, and the eventual season two will deliver another 12 episodes. Um, I'm surprised they split it up into four seasons. Then. Yeah. Um, speaking earlier this summer during a, the Television Critics Association's panel, uh, that Lucasfilm... Uh, of Lucasfilm Disney panel, uh, series showrunner Tony Gilroy revealed our last scene of the show, our 24th episode, will walk the audience directly into Rogue One and directly into the first scene of Rogue One. That's awesome. 
Oh, and if I remember right, that can't that can't be accurate. This first scene of Rogue One is when Ray is when uh, Jen is a child. That scene takes well, place 16, 16 years before. Now, if they're talking first scene after the opening credits or or after that little prologue scene, then maybe that I could buy into. <coughs> But um, to, to say first scene of the of the film, uh, you're going forward in time, then all of a sudden going to go backwards. It's not right. Well, they've done crazier things with Star Wars that actually work. So this is true. That trailer, though, had a bunch of really awesome stuff in it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love how they're showing the ISB and the, the Galactic or the uh, Imperial Senate. Mm hmm. Uh, we do see my Mothma mm-hmm. present. Um, so it makes me wonder with season two, if we get a live action version of her leaving the Senate or being being exposed by the Senate like we did in Rebels. I think that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but there, there was the one guy who almost, to me, almost looked like the client from Mandalorian. Yeah, it's not. It's not Werner Herzog. It's, um, what's his name? It's the Skarsgård dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, ah. I don't remember his first name. I never do. He's got, like three of his sons are actors too. Yeah. It's just a similarity. It's like, he's got like eight kids or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, but is this girl that's showing it, lady that's showing here? Almost, I had to look three or four times to double check to make sure she wasn't the Imperial officer from um, Obi Wan. Yeah, she was she, so familiar. She's not. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Yes. I don't yes. know who that. I, she looks so familiar from something. I, I couldn't tell you until I get more of what her character name is. Yeah. Um, I do know there there's a supposed leak. I haven't gotten the official um, press release from Hasbro about it, but that supposedly there's already a Target exclusive Black Series Shore Trooper. Um, it's a new paint job uh, based on the Shore Trooper from Rogue One or from uh, yeah. from the Andor series. And for me, I'm like sold. Um, I don't know why, but I I have gotten a, a soft spot for the for the shore troopers. I now almost wish they were on Tatooine instead of the sand troopers, because that would have been more their uh, I think more their proper climate. You know, with the sand and everything, their armor would have lended better. But I, I was happy to see them. I mean, that was one trooper I did not mind seeing in, in Rogue One that was added to the original trilogy realm of uh, of troopers. Stellan Skarsgård. That's who this is. Okay. None of them have any names assigned to them. I'm looking down the IMDb right now. Yeah, they're not until September. Yeah. So uh, originally it was talked about that they may do five seasons. Um, but they said this the show is huge and it's physically impossible. So then we're like, what are we going to do? The answer turned out to be uh, more elegant and perfect. And that was uh, the, just 24 episodes. So we're, we're going to time jump quite a bit, uh, I guess, within the you know, time jump five years within 24 episodes. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I, I could deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the visuals in here, I'm wondering, um, speculating on some of this stuff. Um, are we going to possibly see Calcestis? Because the one junkyard planet here looks like sim- similar junkyard is what you see in um, Fallen Order. Yes. And maybe that's where the BD droid comes in. Because isn't there supposed to be a BD droid in it? No, wait, no, no, no. There was a different one. But didn't we see somewhere a BD droid in this one? I don't remember. In a trailer or something? I don't think so. Don't remember. I I don't, I don't remember seeing a BD anywhere. Uh, I know there's been potential rumor of Kestis showing up. Um, you know that planet has already appeared on screen. The Bad Batch. Yeah, because that's where they go to uh, remove the inhibitor chips from the Bad Batch. It's from one of the fallen Jedi cruisers there. 
So Rex leads them to there. Maybe that's where um, we see this four-armed guy in this one. Maybe that's a similar type of situation. Maybe. I, I hope we see that planet. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of that planet now. I don't either. It was, it was it, a, believe so it or not, in Star Wars now that it's so much harder to remember all this. And believe it or not, that planet <laughs> that that was the planet when I took the uh, the what planet are you from test for the Star Cruiser. That was the planet it originally hooked me up with. <laughs> was that planet and that and that was a, a lot of that you know a lot of my answers were kind of based on you know when i was a kid and you know actions of my dad so uh for my dad yeah he would potentially been from that planet for me it didn't fit my my motif or or what i already had as my established character that's why i chose uh narshada which is the smuggler's moon the hut's smuggler's moon with us calling ourselves smugglers three you now i've already developed a a smuggler-esque character so doesn't mean i wasn't born on that other planet but the planet i claim as home in our shada which i think is me more considering i had moved so much as a kid yeah so um, there was plenty of stuff that looked familiar but it's not because um when you go to the scene with Mon Mothma talking to the guy in the um, one studio thing, did anybody else get Valorum vibes off of the guy she's talking to? Yes. I was wondering if that was Terrence Stamp. That's not. It's not Terrence Stamp, but he looks like he could. He was pulling that same vibe. Now, they may have they may have actually recast that and not told anybody. That could be Chancellor Valorum or former Chancellor Valorum. I don't see why they possibly. Could. I don't see why they couldn't use Stamp. He's still alive. Yeah. But maybe he just didn't wouldn't, didn't want to come back, nope. or they decided to recast or something. He's busy, or yeah, they can't afford him. Because <laughs> that same scene would work for him too if he actually um, is watching what's going on, but he's totally out of the thing. She tells him, "Well, because that's the, that whole scene." She says, "If I'm outrageous enough, they may totally miss miss what I'm doing behind the scenes." Yeah, because she obviously she's talking to him about building the rebellion. Yeah, I could see Chancellor Valorum being part of that. But the funny thing is, we we see the rebellion kind of almost being started in Revenge of the Sith too. Mm-hmm. The initial cell. No, that's not in the movie. Oh, that was a, that was a deleted scene. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Also, now that we've seen all the deleted scenes and all this other stuff, they got to remember what was actually there, what isn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's that, if I remember right, but it's not actually in the movie. Uh, now, Tony Gilroy also detailed um, why at the moment. K2SO does not appear in the series, or at least in season one. And that was already alluded to anyway, that he wasn't going to be in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alan Tudyk, if I remember, I confirmed that he is going to be in the series. Right. But no one ever said where. Right. Um, now, Luna, Diego Luna, would go on to reiterate the point, recall how um, were K2SO to be a part of the first season that would drastically change the course of events, detailing we have five years before the events of Rogue One. If you knew K2 back then, there would be no journey to go through. Um, I remember right. Let's go back and read the book, the comic. Uh, K2 and Cassian don't meet until like two to three years before Rogue One. Maybe maybe less time. I don't remember. Uh, I am checking uh, Wikipedia. Uh, all it says on Wikipedia is at some point the Jordan encountered Captain Cassian Andor, member of the resistance movement known as the Rebel Alliance, that sought to overthrow the Empire and restore democracy to the galaxy. Andor was able to reprogram K2SO to serve the Alliance on the planet. 
Wei Kakao uh, in zero BBY K2SO participated in the Battle of Scarif. So um, he was created in 12 BBY and destroyed in zero BBY. There's he was only 12 years old? Only 12 years old. Not even a teenager. A preteen. That explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, still looking through here. Yeah, it does not give a date when uh, when all when all this happened. They may not. They've obviously probably not officially revealed it yet, so that they could do it like something in this. Because remember, yeah. they, they were talking about this series within months of Rogue One coming out. Yeah. But the the whole plan may have been to do this, so they purposely made sure Marvel or anybody else never told that story. Right. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, I was close. According to Wikipedia about the Rogue One, Cassian, and K2SO special, uh, chronicle, chronological information, timeline between two and zero BBY. So I was off by a year. So I'm going to think, I'm going to say they probably met uh, two years before the Battle of Yavin. So, which may, which could mean we don't see K2 until season two, which is the way it should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they just, they already said here he's not in season one at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably, my, my understanding at one point was that he would be like in the final episode of season one. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the last maybe six episodes, season one or season two. Depending on, I guess it all depends on when the jump is and how they how they do the time jump. No, I want to so. I I think we'll get them. I don't think it's going to be season one though, which I'm okay with. Save it for season two because we're already getting Saul Guerrero. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting. Okay, two. They didn't hide that at all. <laughs> we're getting two tubes. Yeah. Now, I what at what point did you realize that, it, that we're going to see Saul Guerrero? Was it when that two tubes guy first showed up on screen? Um. Honestly, I don't know. I kind of figured he was probably going to be in anyway because of the fact that there was the um, recognition of Cassian by Saw in Rogue One. I was like, oh, I've already dealt with you once before type scenario. Yeah. Um, but this one saw was at a different place. This is why, you know, they had to find Jen to figure out where is he now scenario. So the cool thing is this is um, still five years out from A New Hope, right? Yes. Yeah. We got X-Wings on the ground outside Saw's um, caves. Yeah. Oh, this is when he was still a part of... Uh, yeah, he was actually a member of the Rebellion. Yes, of the Alliance. Right. It's still a, a, a rebel group, a rebel cell. See, yeah. I wouldn't even call it an Alliance. It, w- it wasn't an Alliance yet, I don't think, during this it, time. It, it, was, it was just like in Rebels. Uh, it was yeah, all individual cells working by themselves. Right. And you had someone like Cassian working with Mon Mothma's cell trying to thread the cells together to become mm-hmm. a, an organized group. I think the only two that were truly working more as an alliance was Mothma and uh, Dodonis. Possibly. So that's going to be going to be one of the cool things about watching this show also is getting more information on how did they bring it together? Yeah. How did the difference gave us some of that? But they did it from an outsider looking in type of deal where this show is going to give you the chance to watch Mon Mothma work from inside pulling it together. Yeah. And and that's one of the things that's got me excited about about this show is, you know, the the logistics behind, you know, we're going to get a different view of the logistics behind the formation of the Rebel Alliance. Uh, That's going to be different from what we got in Rebels. Um, And and we're going to see more of the the counterintelligence aspect, uh, more of that I spy vibe or or maybe a little bit of what the original uh, Mission Impossible was before the Tom Cruise films. You know, more of the TV Mission Impossibles, but Star Wars version. 
Who knows? But um, yeah, seeing Forrest Whitaker back as Saul Guerrero was was awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. We've only got a couple, uh, well, multiple, multiple weeks, but still a little over a month. Yeah. Yeah. I I still was under the impression we're gonna get we would get Bad Batch before this. Uh, but just like oh no. told us. Bad Batch comes after. Yeah. I thought we were going to get it before. I think Bad Batch comes like the week after that this debuts. Oh, it does? So it's the same time as this? I believe so. That doesn't seem... When did they right. announce they that? I'm like that. Did I miss this? I just realized that the week after the premiere of Andor is when I'm going down to, to Florida. Yeah, but at least it'll only be one episode when you're here in Florida. Yeah, I was thinking that it might have been the three episodes, but no, luckily. <laughs> And here's the other thing. You can watch it when you get back from the resort. Right. Or when you get back to your hotel. Mm. I just don't know. I believe you should have Disney cable or access to Disney Plus mm. in the room. I don't know because that's a, that's a third party. Uh, that's one of the good neighbor resorts. It's a, uh, the resort if you're staying else, in. You just take your laptop and um, HDMI cable. Yeah. And do it yourself old school style. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, your uh, um, your resort is run by Marriott, not Disney. So. Yes, that's why that's so, why we were able to get uh, free rooms because my wife has points with Marriott. See, that that's better than what I could have done. I, I just could have gotten you forty percent off at one of the Disney resorts. So <laughs> good on her. Would have been cool. Except I can't get get you a discount on Starkers yet. Yeah. I want it for myself. Yeah, Vicky and I are. Um, Starting to save for it, so it's good, but it's gonna be a minute before we get down there. Um, hey, just let us know. Um, again, love to try and finagle it when um, both of you guys are down at the same time and we make a thing out of it. As we're recording, tomorrow's my 15th wedding anniversary, Congrats. so there's a big one coming in five years. Congrats! Uh, <laughs> five, so five years, we have an even bigger one. So, in five years, we'll be we still got, five, what, Derek? I was gonna say, we still got to figure out how. You and I because I can't. It just wouldn't be right to go down there and at least meet up with you somehow. I know. Some way. I know. It's just I know That'd Monday. Weird. I know Monday Tuesday is going to be hectic because Zoe's got dance classes those nights, mm. and, and that may it may be well, one of those I stop after work because uh, I don't think we're going to be recording. Obviously, we're not going to be recording that week. Why not? He can come right. over to your house and you can record from there. <laughs> He's going to be exhausted after being all day in the park. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, and then I'll have to get up early the next day to, to do it all over again. <laughs> like, oh, let me sleep. Uh, according to IMDb, season two, episode one drops September 28th. That's weird. Yep. I'm surprised they're they're overlapping the two shows like that. Uh, and it looks like season two. Sure. One. Uh, you know, I guess season one was what, 16 episodes? Mm. Yeah, has like that? yeah, has to be. Yes, sixteen. Uh, right now, they're not listing how many episodes for season two. I'm guessing it's going to be sixteen as well. But uh, seems like episodes sixteen. Yeah, there's not nothing to mention on Wikipedia about uh, season two. Hmm. Yep. So September 28th, week after. Wow. So that I'll I'll miss because I'll be in Florida. Yeah. The first episode, or first. I don't know if they're doing one or a couple. I'm not sure. But hey, you can always watch them on the plane trip home. True. If you if you buy the Wi-Fi. Mm. So, um, other than that, 
I want to double. Actually, I'm going to check Pop Insider real quick. Our friends over there. I can spell the website right and see if there's anything. I've been seeing stuff on Facebook about different things. Like, supposedly, Shop Disney Japan has dropped pictures of, um, oh, shoot, what is it? Um, it's, a, it's the Droid Factory, what they call the Droid Factory uh, four pack. I I just picked up a week or two ago uh, the Mandalorian four pack set, which has the fairy droid, um, the R six unit from at the Mandalorian that, that's driving the the uh, the sled that the Mandalorian uses as cover during the battle in Episode three, and uh, the the R one security droid from the from the prison ship, mm-hmm. um, and then the the last one. I know it goes by Noah. It's the N zero O H, and it's the droid that's SKE six two O is based on from the Star Cruiser uh, dome wise. I don't remember it in the. This has got like the lime green and orange dome with the with the mm. new ice ice set, um, and I don't I don't remember it in the show. I, I don't remember that either. I, that sounds ha- like it would stick out pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and, and check what episode that was in and watch that episode again. Um, but uh, supposedly there's the new set, and it's Mandalorian. It's Obi Wan based because uh, it's got the astromech from uh, the white, the white and body blue accent astromech with the red dome, red and silver dome. Mm. Uh, Ned B is in that set. Um, a probe droid is in that set, which is the reason why I want it. It's one of the smaller probe droids. Um, Apple. You know, because we know there's two different sizes with the probe droids, the slightly larger and smaller. Uh, this is the more smaller right. street level ones. Um, and the uh, before Lom esque bounty hunter from episode two. Oh, right, right, right. Is in it? Yeah. So, uh, excited for that. Can't wait to see that. But I'm going to, I'm still going to put this out there. Asbro, your, your armory, army builder sets. I want to see Jawas. Like, trying to think. Army of Jawas. Trying to think how, how many Jawas would be equivalent to, I would say five Jawas for the same price as what you get the four shore troopers or fleet troopers, rebel fleet troopers, whatnot. How many? Does it take to, to put to put in a light bulb? Quite a few. Because they got to scavenge it, and they got. Sorry, um, but yeah, I would I would love to see the Jawa set. I want to see for the parts the droid four pack of the Rise of Resistance droids, the four different color droids. That way, you don't have to. I understand it's a money making thing where you buy four different drop ships to get the four different droids. Is they sell the four different? It's the same drop ship. It's just your droid option changes. Oh, really? Yeah. So the so the dropship the dropship one I have has the droid from when I first rode the ride for my first time because I got the silver droid. But there's also the red, there's also the blue, there's also an orange or copper accent one, which are the other three from the you, ride. You know, you know which one you're getting, right? It's not like a blind box thing. Correct. It, it's got the plastic bubble now. Pla- plas- now you can see into the box and the droid's right there in the front, so you know what droid right. you're picking up. Right. So, um, I mean, the whole dropship thing is like 70, 80 bucks for the two pieces. I mean, it's, it's a good size. Y'all, y'all saw it in the background uh, with Heroes of the Halcyon. It was that red uh, escape pod looking thing on the one shelf. I don't remember. Um, 
that's where that's what it is. Uh, it's got electronics with it, so it recreates some of the sounds from the ride. Um, and it's got the ride car that slides into it, and and your droid. And if you ride it, and you got the blue droid, you could buy the whole ex- whole playset with the blue droid with the black and blue. Uh, if you had red, you could get the black and red. If you had the silver, you get the black and silver. If you had the, the orange, you get the black and orange. So um, right now, you can only buy. The only way you could get all four is if you buy four of those dropships. I don't want four of the dropships, <laughs> but I want the four droids. So, so let me let me buy the the four pack. Yeah, that should be an option. Yeah, there should, there should be a four pack. Make a f- Disney. <laughs> hey, bosses. Uh, Disney Hasbro. Make a four pack. You're already making the figures. Do it. Do, do the extra four pack. So, um, final thoughts, guys. Now I got nothing. Got Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Well, on that note, I'm just going to say there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. I'm <laughs> <laughs>